Hey y'all, welcome to Any, where love is the foundation of life with thyself. I'm Shani Wasikoff, and the Fridays just keep coming. It's funny because it becomes this unexplainable piece of joy and this always needing to expound and verbalize gratitude. Which is funny because we can never explain how much we love God and thank him for everything because we did so much. But the fact that we have the opportunity to try is hilarious. And I'm going to tell him how it is because waking up on these Fridays, being in this community, experiencing another topic, learning from that topic and having revelations on things that I never even knew could give me a revelation is a blessing. It's a miracle to experience life. It's a miracle to have life within you because God has breathed the breath of life into our nostrils as it says in Genesis 2-7. He does that every moment of your day. So I thank God for life. Thank you for being life. And I thank you for being love. I feel like I haven't talked to you all so long. (laughs) I love you all so much. And today I wanted to try something new because I know it's a lot of phrases going around that have been around for some time now or that are just being made up. And I wanted to start something where any just clears up certain things or gives perspectives and input on certain topics that can hopefully give you a revelation on a topic or assist you in reaching it. And so to begin this new journey, I want to begin with the topic of any clears up the phrase, if he wanted to, he would. Now, the first disclaimer is that that's the phrase, but it can go for anybody. And so I don't want anyone to think that it's just for if he wanted to, he would. That's just a phrase. But again, implement yourself or someone that you know, no matter their pronouns. Okay, so to break down this, we first have to understand what it means. Usually this is pertaining to romantic relationships. And I'm going to allow you all to understand this in a platonic way as well. But the phrase simply means that if I had desired to do this, for example, if I desired to buy my woman flowers every single day, I would. If I desire to open a door for her every single place that we go, including the car, I would. If I want to do anything, I would. And so anything that I crave to do, I would do because I want to do it. And so it just simply means that if he wanted to, he would. It means exactly what it says. If I desired to do such, that such would be done because I desired to do it. That's what it means. And now I want to put into perspective of want versus need. A need is a necessity in life. A need is something that if you do not have that, your will to live is shortened and might even instantly go out. When I think of needs, I think of we need water, we need clothes, we need things like that. That's what we need. So that's why the phrase is not if he needed to, he would. But when I think about this phrase, I go back to Matthew 6, which says, but seek first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. What things? Previously in Matthew, it talks about how God clothes the lilies of the valley and how God gives the beast food and nourishes them. And since it says in Genesis 1.24 that God has given us man, those of flesh, mankind, dominion over those things, why must we think that God will not give us the things that we need? And so in that verse, it tells us that, but seek first the kingdom of God and all these things, everything that we need shall be added unto us. Now, that shows us that all we need is God because if God can supply us with all our needs, then we only need the supplier of those needs, which is God. And that's why it says, seek first the kingdom of God. And now a want is that's why it talks about in 
Psalms 37 about giving us the desires of our heart. It talks about in 1 John 5 that since we understand that God hears us, that the Lord hears us, then we, un- we also understand that we have the ability to call out and ask for our heart's desires, knowing that we have the petitions to receive them because he hears us. And so it's a difference in the wording there. We see that the necessity is like God is telling us, why do you think that I will not give you what you need? And now when it comes to our wants, it's us asking for those, the word petition. Petition means a formal written request. Even though sometimes when we feel like our needs won't be met, we still request to God for those needs. But we see the difference in God supplying us with all our needs. It also talks about in Philippians that God will supply us with all our needs. And so with knowing that, we understand the difference right there in the Bible of want and need. We need raiment, which is clothes. We need water. We need food to survive. We need these things. And so that's why God said, but seek first the kingdom of God and everything that you need will be supplied unto you. Now with our want, it's a different process in the asking and the making the request of such. And so understanding that will allow you to understand the difference between if you needed to, we would, and if you wanted to, we would. And so no matter what you believe in, the idea of the want and need is distinctly different. And that's why you may hear a lot to be careful to say what you need. I need this person to live, or I need this, or I need this new house, or I need this new car, or I need this new job. Because it tells us that anything that we need, it shall be added unto us if we seek first the kingdom of God, that God will supply our needs. But again, whether you believe in God or not, what you need is the thing that you need to survive. The want comes from living. And so think of it as need is survival, want is living. You need water to survive, but you want this outfit for a party. You have clothes, which is what you need to survive clothing because it's illegal to go out booty butt, but you want a brand new outfit for this party that you have tonight. That's living, not surviving. So need is survival, want is living. Think of it in that structure. So now since we've broken that down, let's go into the phrase, if he wanted to, he would. Now, a lot of people use this in the context of showing either that their significant other did what they're supposed to do and they're telling their audience that, sweetheart, if he wanted to, he would, so get you another man. Or they're saying, if he wanted to, he would, and since he ain't, goodbye. It's really no in-between there. Sometimes it is, the in-between usually is something of the sort. If he wanted to, he could, but sometimes he just can't because of life circumstances or if he wanted to, he would, but it just depends on the man and the woman that he's with. So he might not do it as soon as we expect because he's a man and men do things on their own time, whatever the explanation may be. And so when we get to that phrase, it's implying that if someone wanted to do something that they would do it, okay? And usually when we get to the point of if he wanted to, you would. And again, it's usually used in a romantic setting, the phrase, if he wanted to, he would. And so we look at it as if he wanted to treat me this way, he would. If he wanted to treat me like the queen that I am, he would. If he wanted to rub my feet, he would. If he wanted to buy me these new outfits, he would. If he wanted to take me where I need to go, he would. If he wanted to kiss the ground that I walk on, he would. If he wanted to assure me of his love to me, he would. If he wanted to, he would. And so anything that my man want to do, he gonna do it because he won't to. And if he don't do it, he must not want to. That is what we get to. If he does not do it, then that means that he does not want to do it. So when we break down the phrase, if he wanted to, he would, it's either that or he didn't do it because he didn't want to. And so it always circles back to that phrase because if he didn't do it, if he didn't buy me flowers, if he didn't open the door, or if he didn't treat me how, how I wanted to be treated, it's because he didn't want to. And that's where we mess up people's character. That's where everything begins to 
become this pot of confusion because it's either he gonna do it because he want to or since he didn't do it he ain't want to that's what we get at and that isn't the case y'all it's not the case okay and it's different for every single situation but coming from the perspectives of different relationships that i've happened to assist and know about and even be in there are different points and different definitions for this phrase in a sense but it always goes back to the main idea of the two if you wanted to he would if he didn't he don't want to let's go back to the idea of need being survival and want being living but let's also look at the survival of needing okay let me paint this picture for you you're sitting at home and you're at your desk and you're completing this essay for your class okay and the essay is due at five o'clock you decided to procrastinate so now it is 3 30 and you have a lot of other things that you want to do but you know if you for a second pick up your phone or start journaling or start writing poems or start listening to music that your attention will no longer be on that essay but will be on your activity or a hobby or everything is going to distract you away from it and so you want to do those things but you understand that what you need to do and what needs to be done to accomplish the task of this essay before five o'clock is to ignore those wants of yours and focus on something that you might not want in that moment, which is to buckle down and finish this essay. So now take this scenario and we have already understood that need versus want. Need is survival, want is living. But now take need as in a relationship, whether that's with yourself or as we just talked about with you at the desk. Now. This is a need in a relationship, and a need is usually the active choice to practice something. And so need is just another way of an active practice of doing something that will assist in the survival of your relationship. Because when you practice these things constantly, momentarily, on a day-to-day basis, you are surviving as you do in life. Once you survive and have everything that you need, once you seek first the kingdom of God and everything that you need is added on to you, you're now able to live. You're not able to declare your wants. If you aren't surviving, your main focus is surviving and not to living, which in your main focus is your needs and not your wants. And so look at it as the survival of your relationship. These needs the needs in the relationship are things that you need to actively practice to love your partner, to make them feel seen, and, 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 and to comfort to them, things of that nature. And just as this scenario with you at your desk completing the essay for class, you are actively practicing turning away from things that you might want to do or that might create an obscure schedule for you to complete this essay but you are actively practicing turning away from those wants. And now you are going towards what you need to accomplish right now, which is this essay. Of course, you can get into the, like the technicalities of everything, and I don't need to do anything in life, but in a relationship, the need is the active practicing of the foundation and what you do on a day-to-day basis that assure your partner that that isn't going to create tension, that is just going to be pursuing love and how you're going to give your love and show your love. The need in a relationship is the day-to-day, moment-to-moment practice of the commitment of you all's love. That is what need is in a relationship. So in a sense, it is the survival within a relationship. Think of it like that. And the want, there is no want without the need. There is no want without the need. If I am lacking water and food and clothes on my back, Unless someone has implemented a complete new brain in me or I am choosing to just look elsewhere, I am going to first go for what I need. Same thing in a relationship. 
I don't have assurance. I don't have true love. I don't have your honesty. I don't have your loyalty. But yet, I want to get married. I want you to be the father of my children. What? I want you to be my best friend, but I don't believe that you're going to have my back. Surviving in a relationship is the active practice is that it's that need and so don't think of need as in like i need this person but when you're in a relationship there certain things need to be done for that relationship to have a foundation but also to be continuous building blocks for you all to grow so think of it as a need in a relationship is just the act of practicing if you want an easier analogy think of it as repentance repentance isn't just one thing repentance is a action until the end of time that you are actively turning away from sin we have our desires we have our temptations but despite those we are actively choosing not to sin you are actively choosing to love your partner you are actively choosing to keep your word you are actively choosing to do these things and so since we have talked about want and need i want to just put in perspective the want and need when it comes to a relationship and that yes you have wants and things that you want to accomplish together and things of that nature, but there are certain things that need to be done in a relationship. And those needs might look different for a relationship because some people might need to have a little more of words of affirmation. Some people might need this, but certain things like honesty and loyalty and assurance, and not assurance like you're always constantly doing that, but in your actions, showing that this is your one, this is your wife, this is your husband, showing these in your actions so it won't ever create this idea in someone's head even if they create this idea for themselves, they can always go back to your actions and what you are doing and what you are showing and what you are giving so they can understand that I shouldn't even be wavering on the idea that if he loves me, if she loves me or not. And so think of that. When it gets down to if he wanted to, he would. That is very rarely the case. And the idea of wanting something seldomly equates to action, okay? Seldomly the want of something for the majority equates to the action of accomplishing that want or getting to that want or embarking upon the journey for that want okay and so understand that in relationships sometimes you're learning how to love someone else okay and so sometimes in relationships you're going to pick up new habits and when it begins you might not always want to do those things let's look at like this short and simple if i wanted to i would my want has nothing to do with that because either I'm going to do it or I'm not going to do it. The catalyst for that doing is very important. The reason why my prompt to is very important to why I decide to do this is very important. But to equate it to being because I wanted to. And if I don't do it, it's because I don't want to. How? Because look at it this way. I am in love. The love I have for her embodies me because I've fallen in love with myself before I even knew this lady. Because I'm learning to love myself, I'm also learning to love her. And so I'm learning love in different lights, but the love of her, to love her, to give, and not just receive, but to give my love to her, is something that I never have experienced in my life. I couldn't stomach singing just my imagination by the temptations, looking at her be with somebody else. Because it says in Proverbs that he who finds a wife finds a good thing. And I have found my wife. And it's greater than a good thing. And yet, I've treated this lady like she's never deserved to be treated. The assurance of my love to her 
isn't. Constantly she's asking me questions that always equate to the idea of do I love her? And so I take it upon myself to reiterate that I love her multiple times a day. But when it comes time to it, when the moments actually count, when she is there watching me attentively, I show her. I allow her to witness just how I don't love her. Or I must not love her enough. Or I must not want to love her enough, but I do. I want to show her how much I love her. I want her to know when she wakes up, when she goes to sleep, and when she's cooking, and when she's at home, and when she's dancing, and when she's reading, and when she's writing her new poems, and when she's sitting in the pool, and when she's meditating. I want subconsciously and consciously for the thoughts to be tugging and to be playing with each other and to always know that my love for her is ever growing. That I love her and I don't love anyone else like I love her. That I love her. This is my wife, my only wife. This is my forever. This is my one. That's what I want her to know. That's what I want to show her. Yet, I don't. And constantly I hear her friend saying, if he wanted to, he would. You got to leave him, girl. Because if he wanted to do it, he would. But I want to do it. And constantly, I'm not. But I want to. The want, I want to do this. I want to make my desires known to the Lord. I want his will to be done with my wants. I want her. I want her to know that I love her. I want her to be assured. I want her to be loved. I want to be there to nurture her. I want to care for her. I want to wipe her tears. I want to be that shoulder. I want to hold her when she sleeps. I want to be that person. And I am. But more times than not, I'm not. But I want to. And from her point of view, it's not really hard to see that, you know, he loves me. I know he loves me. There's a lot of things in life that are obscure, and love, again, is one of them, as we've heard in many songs and a lot of situations, but... When it comes down to it, I know that he loves me and I get confirmation because when we're seen together, it's always that, oh, he's in love with her. Or oh, y'all are so beautiful together. Y'all married? Or girl, he is in love with you. From older people, oh, baby, I can see how he looks at you. It looks like he's in love. He's in love with you. I ain't never seen a man look at a lady like that. And so... I know he's in love with me, and I see it in some of his actions. I see how we go places. I see how he treats me. I see how he protects me. I see it all. I see his love for me in different actions. I see his love for me in different gestures. I see his love for me in the way that he looks at me. But when it comes to honesty and the things that I ask for, it seems that those aren't reachable, that my expectations are too high, that I might not be thinking realistically here. So let me ask him, let me make sure that I am not putting him on this pedestal or that I'm not creating this to-do list for him that seems to be impossible, right? I cannot make him this person. I cannot create a new person. This is the person that God has given me, so I must embrace him. So what if he lies a couple times? So what if he treats me like I have never been treated before? So what if the person that I have loved, that I have been vulnerable to, that I have given myself raw to, so what? 
So what if my love for him is never reciprocated in the way that it's not me just loving me in return, but in the way that it's someone sharing my love for me and my love for them and giving it back threefold and giving it back into a new light and making me feel that and being assured with just a glance or a look or just their actions. I know he wants to show me that he loves me. I know he wants to keep his word to me and yet he lies. And yet, after knowing his control, and after understanding that he is the only one who can control him, he still chooses to treat me and to ignore my requests, to ignore my wants, to ignore the fact that I don't appreciate it, to ignore the fact that I don't appreciate it when he closes the door without saying goodbye, to ignore the fact that I don't appreciate it when I send him something and he says, okay, that's so nice, he doesn't expound on it, to ignore the fact that when we're out in public, everyone else seems to be getting the glances as if we're at a museum viewing art, but when we're at home, it seems that he's looking out the window and I'm right in front of him. It seems that my wants are things that are incapable for him to give me. And I know that he wants to love me. I know that he wants to show me he loves me. I know that he loves me. Yet, if he wanted to, he would. But he wants to, and he isn't. And that right there, y'all, is the truth. It is nothing but the truth because I'm telling y'all, people could want to be your best friend. People could want to send you that text to check up on you, but that doesn't mean they're going to do it, y'all. And a want is far from doing, okay? A lot of us read the Bible. That's why it says in James, to not just be hearers of the word, but doers. It's like you want to do it. I'm hearing this. Oh my gosh, that's why you will hear a lot of times that pastors say, don't just walk out of here and forget what I said and don't just get to the door and you're like, okay, time to go on my day and you just look at this whole entire sermon. It's like I want to do this when I'm in the moment and I'm hearing it and when I'm in the midst of the love. But when it comes time to do it, when the conflict arises, when I get the temptation and instead of finding it joy to be in the temptation, instead of taking a moment to breathe and deciding what do I need to do. And not only that, but I pick the correct choice because sometimes there is a right or wrong choice. Sometimes we're not just being asked a choice like we're in school and either answer we're going to get a lollipop. Sometimes these choices are life or death and not instant, not as if we're just going to die but life or death to relationships. It's sad because you understand that they love them, they want to show that, but they're continuously choosing not to. So what does that want to do? Just as we talked about having the knowledge of it, acknowledging the knowledge of it, but doing nothing to put it into play, to put it and bring it to pass and to make and create your actions to showcase the knowledge that you have. What is the point? You want to, you have the capability to, but you don't. And so the phrase of if he wanted to, he would, is irrelevant. It's irrelevant because I want to wake up on time for work, but I don't because I am tired. If he wanted to, he would. It's one of the most heartbreaking phrases to me because understanding that someone could want something so badly and still make the intentional choice to show that they are just willing to discard it, to get rid of it, to show the person that is there. 
So often than not, we embrace love, but as life progresses, we start to get accustomed to that love just being there despite how we treat it. And so when that love begins to distance itself, we look and we're like, but you know I love you though, despite everything you've done. And whether that person knows that or not, you have to understand the, what the actions have caused, the consequences of your actions. If we get so accustomed to love just sticking through, and yes, love endures, as it says in the Bible, that we find it blessed to those who have endured, who have carried on despite hardships, who have persevered, and yes, endure love, continue. Yet nobody wants to be treated like that, especially looking at someone who they know wants to do it, but they continuously don't. Either they're going to do it or they're not. The want might be their motive. I might want to do this and I do this, but the want isn't always the motive. And so it comes down to either they're going to do it or they're not. Either they're going to do it or they're not. Because I might want to do something, but intentionally choosing not to, especially when I know it's going to be a detriment to the receiving party, that needs to be unpacked. And now sometimes the wants could be as simple as, oh, I want to drink some juice with my meal, but I know that I'm going to get full, so I'm just going to lay back. Again, either you're going to do it or you're not. Let's talk about fasting, okay? When one fasts, they make the commitment, they make the choice. Let's say it's for four days. I'm going to fast from orange juice. And so despite the temptation, despite the urge, and despite the smell and the habit, you have already made that choice. And so it's just about the continuous practice of always centering yourself in that choice that you've made, keeping your word and that integrity with yourself. And so despite whatever you want with that orange juice, you say no, because that choice has been made. Just like in love, I have chosen. This person is my love, my ordained love, my wife, my husband, my best friend, this person is going to be a part of my covenant of one flesh forever. I will cleave to this person because I have made this commitment to love them. And so despite the urge to sometimes be petty or to retaliate or to deliberately do something which they have asked me not to do because of how I feel in that moment, a temporary feeling for a permanent action, I choose not to because I am practicing to always center myself back in the choice that I have made. And it's about either he's going to do it or he's not. Either she's going to do it or they're not. Either they're going to do it or they're not. And again, when we talk about if he wanted to, he would. It puts us in the mindset to start picking apart why he ain't doing it. And if he really wanted to. And it gets us in the mindset of, oh, we have to understand why he did this. But guess what, baby? I'm not all-knowing. God is. And I thank God for being all-knowing because something I'm just not going to understand. And I thank God because... I can focus in on those things and they can become my life when it's not supposed to be. Okay, he ain't treat me how I was supposed to be treated. Okay, he lied to me again after he said he wouldn't. Okay, God's going to handle that. I talked to him about it. Cool. Hey, I'm not supposed to understand everything. I know you want to do this, but you're choosing intentionally not to. And so that's a problem you got to take up with somebody else. You got to take that up with the big man. You got to take that up with God. G-O-D, capital G at that. Take it up with him. Because either you're going to do it or you're not. And either way, it's an intentional choice, as we talked about in any before. Either way, it's an intentional choice. If you're going to do it, he is. If he ain't, he ain't. How about we create that? If you're going to do it, he is. If he ain't, he ain't. Because, baby, I could want. 
it all day long. I could want this new car, but I don't want to get off my behind and create a business or get a job to work towards a new car? Probably not. And so what's the consequences of that? Not getting the new car. Everything comes with a price. As one of my favorite shows says, magic always comes with a price, once upon a time. Understand that if he wanted to, maybe he would. But just because he doesn't, doesn't mean you want to. I love y'all so much. And um, this phrase has been circulating for a long time, probably before I was even born, but it has became more popular over this time frame, especially from like 2020 to now. And when a lot of people share their stories, especially when they're being treated right or treated how they want to be treated, they end it with, I'm just letting you know that if he wanted to, he would. And then they close out the video usually. And so it gets their audience, especially for someone who has a big platform, it gets them thinking that, oh, my man ain't doing this, so he must not want to. He might want to, but again, what is the, what does that hold if he isn't doing it? It's just, it's, it's even worse to try to dwell on because you want to do this. You want it. And I know that you want it, but you're choosing constantly not to take the steps needed to achieve that, to always practice going back to what you have chosen to do, to always practice the turning away from and turning to what needs to be done and what will move this relationship forward. And instead, even though you want to, you don't. So what does it matter? Just like you have this knowledge, but you don't do anything with it. So what's the point of it? It's just, it hurts even more to dwell on it because I know that you wanted to do this, but you intentionally chose not to. You could have intentionally chose to. And so it's so much, but learn to not try to unpack everyone's feelings because, again, sometimes we get down to it and sometimes we don't. But in certain situations, it's, it's good to try to figure out motives for some reasons, but sometimes we already know a bit too much. Or sometimes we already have an idea of it and that's all that we need because we won't always know everything, even about the situation that we think we might because... God is all-knowing and not us. And again, thank him for that, y'all, because if he allowed us to dwell on these situations like we want to and like we force ourselves to sometimes, our lives would be much different and our lives will soon just become an analysis, a court case of one event that happened in your life when it could have been that event being just that event in the time it was and you moving on. Also think about what the phrase, if he wanted to, he would, means to you. And if that's something you want to use in your analysis of your partner, or of your friend, or of your friend's partner, or with yourself. If I wanted to, I would. Think about that. Don't just use it for anybody else. Try to use it for yourself first and see if you wanted to, you would. So see how you can impact that for yourself. And let me know how it is for you. You all can follow us on Instagram at... I-N-N-I-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Chat with us. Let us know what you feel about if you wanted to, you would, and if this is a phrase you want to keep in your vocabulary. I love you all so much. Thank you for unpacking yet another topic with me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for speaking through me in this episode and for allowing me to just speak with the any community once again and for gifting me with them and gifting them with me. I love you all so much. Yeah, God loves you more. And I will see you all next Friday.
for another any episode. Until then, Shani Wasikoff says, laters. Bzzz, Thank you.